Welcome to episode 273 of the Actual Astronomy Podcast. I'm Chris and joining me is Shane. We are amateur astronomers who love looking up at the night sky and this podcast is for anybody else who likes going out under the stars. And we've got a few Patreon supporters to thank. Shane, shall we uh, turn it over to you at this time to shout out some thanks to these folks? We shall. So thank you to Richard, Michael W., Andrew and Ozzy, uh, uh, as, uh, new and, uh, kind of ongoing Patreon supporters, as always, we definitely appreciate the support. It helps us with, uh, you know, the costs associated with the podcast and Chris and I were just talking, uh, just before we hit the record button here about, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe doing a few other little, uh, giveaways and things like that. So, um, probably more to come on that front, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, thanks again to our new Patreon supporters and all of our existing Patreon supporters, I think we're probably pretty close, if not exceeding 50, which is uh, incredible. So Mm -hmm. really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much, uh, everybody. It certainly helps us out. Um, there's always, uh, different things that we're, that we're trying to do. Uh, for example, like our, uh, local listener, Jim has uh, given us a copy of Sue French's book, Deep Sky Wonders as a, as a donation, uh, to give away. And, uh, we're going to do that at the end of this episode. Uh, but then of course, um, you know, we're, we're, we're going to have to ship it and shipping uh, fees have, uh, have continually gone up, uh, especially over the, the past year. And uh, by having these, uh, these donations, uh, you know, we're able to make sure that we uh, ship some stuff out. So that's awesome. And uh, like Shane alluded to, we're going to uh, get some more stuff to, to give away and ship out to people um, as a, as a thanks for, for being listeners and sending us your observations. So the winner is, well, hang on, wait a second. Shane, maybe we'll we'll go down a bit of a rabbit hole before we do the winner. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I like rabbit holes. All right. So we've had a few more. We've had a few more uh, fine and some corny entries. Um, <laughs> Let, let's let's be honest here. They're all corny. That's no. They are sort of some, of pretty, pretty, gotta, some of them were pretty. Some of them were pretty. Okay. <laughs> some of them were pretty good. So. Um, uh, Jim, who's a who's a listener, he ended up with a spare copy of Sue uh, French's book uh, called Deep Sky Wonders. And it's been out for a few years. What, maybe like a dozen years or so? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yep. She had two versions. I have both. Um, the first version was, was kind of a slim sort of uh, paperback version. Um, and then she wrote uh, a more uh, filled out version that, that's hardcover from... Uh, uh, I think it's from Firefly here in Canada, but uh, yeah, for one reason or another, Jim ended up with uh, with a couple of copies. I think uh, you know uh, he he bought two copies, and uh, I've already uh, got a copy. He originally thought maybe I'd give it away in my class, but uh, uh, actually, I think it works better for the podcast uh, because of uh, of course we've got uh, a lot of people out there who is who have different uh, observing experiences and maybe a little bit more more advanced in, in certain respects and, and it might, might be a better fit for our listeners. Eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it'll be a, a, a cherished item by whoever wins the pun contest. I think Shane's looking forward to the end of this contest, but I've, I've quite <laughs> enjoyed it. It was, it was a bit of a slow start folks, but, uh, but you know, now there, there's part of Shane. I know that's worried. It's, it's never going to end. Probably never will end. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's we will forever. Life. We will forever get puns from people, which I, I I'll quit enjoy. I'll quit enjoy. <laughs> have one here from uh, from Chris W. Uh, do you want to do you want to read this one? Do you mind or do you want me to read it? 
Uh, I can read it if yeah, you stop scrolling. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I'm just going to operate my own, my own ship here. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, Chris writes, uh, hi, Chris and Shane love the show. Here's an entry for the most strained category in your current pun contest. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, uh, only been about a year since I became serious about astronomy. S-I-R-I-U-S. Yeah, yeah. Before then, I only had a vague idea of the difference between an open cluster and a globular. Now I capella you the names of all the first magnitude stars visible from Earth's northern hemisphere. Most clear nights find me lugging a telescope down the driveway to get out from under the forest canopus. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> Our skies in uh, Tuske- Tuskegee? Tuskegee, isn't it? Tuskegee, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, don't rigel grasslands for darkness, but I typically get an SQM of uh, greater than twenty-one. Uh, the Arcturus part, the the Arcturus particular story bends toward an inevitable conclusion. Uh, I believe in looking up and now count myself strongly procyon the sky. <laughs> Uh, I Beetlejuice like going out uh, and looking up to uh, it's exciting to spike a, a faint fancy or sorry, a faint fuzzy in one's field of view. Uh, this doesn't alter the fact that I've, or sorry, that we've got our detractors, uh, those Antarians who don't get it. <laughs> uh, they formal hut our passion sputtering <laughs> that it's all just a waste of time and money. Uh, but we can win over them, uh, all the Baron aboard, uh, just bring them to the eyepiece for a live view of Saturn's Saturn's rings. That'll Pollux Polluxum. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> smokes. Um, so, uh, anyway, submitted in honor uh, of my father, Tom, an inevitable punster who tells an unsurpassed pun with a perfect triple conclusion. It's not exactly astronomical, though. One meaning does skew solar slash optical. Uh, so then uh, Mr. Zimmerman, the butcher's wife, ran into her friend Betty at the post office and they were catching up on family news. Uh, Betty asked about Mr. Z's boys and proudly told of their collective success. Uh, they moved out to a vast parched section of Texas and started a cattle operation that has really taken off. Uh, they've grown that area from a mere rail siding to an actual town. In fact, they recently had to come up with a name for their station. Betty said, oh, what did they name it? Focus, replied Mrs. Z. Why focus, inquired Betty. Slapping her head, Mrs. Z explained, because that's where the sun's rays meet, and it's also where the sun's rays meet. <laughs> it took, like the first time I heard that, it took me, like even reading it, it took me a second, and I was like, oh, the sun, like her sons raise cattle, meat, like where the sons raise meat, and then where the sons raise meat. <laughs> Yep. O O N and U N all, all there for us. Yep. Good stuff. Well, thanks for that, yeah, Chris. That's we good. appreciate it. That was uh, that was well done. Uh Adam wrote one in. Do you mind if I go yeah, for go this for one? Yeah. All right. So Adam wrote in. He says, uh, hi guys. I thought I'd send a, a little email telling you about the uh, partial eclipse we had uh, over in Europe this week. I'm sure other people have told you and sent some amazing pictures, but it was my first big astronomical event. So I'm telling everyone. Ha ha ha. My kids were off school for the week, so I told my wife that I would book a day off work so we could spend it all together. Little did she know I had 
ulterior motives. Ha ha. I had have an eight inch Dobsonian with a homemade solar filter, which was made using batter solar film. I woke up in the morning to the sky being blanketed in cloud. So I thought it was going to be a total washout. Around quarter past 10 in the morning, the eclipse started and finished. Uh, it started around 10 and finished around 12. The clouds mostly cleared up. So I picked up my daub and lugged it outside as quickly as I could. There was thin cloud traveling in front of the sun that dimmed it enough to see the eclipse. It was right up there with my first time seeing Orion in terms of the wow factor. I took my kids out as well so they could have a look and they thought it was amazing. I also convinced my wife to have a look and texted my neighbor to ask if they wanted to uh, to look and rang my mom who only lives five minutes away to ask her as well. I felt like shouting it from the rooftops. I watched it for at least an hour uh, of the total time of the eclipse. Uh, I'm so glad I bought the solar film and uh, already had the, the filter set up uh, prior to, to the session, I guess. I've attached a couple of pictures taken with my phone, held up the eyepiece. Yeah, those look pretty good. I'm not sure if I'm too late for the pun competition as I'm a couple of episodes behind in your podcast. No, it's all good. Um, but he says, how does an astronomer set up a space theme party? Well, they plan it. The other one is uh, more of a longer one, uh, but I hope you read it anyway. Bertrand Russell is doing a talk at a bookstore to advertise his new book. He talks about space, our place in it, and the universe. After he's finished uh, signing books, um, a lady comes up and asks him uh, if they, uh, and says, I really enjoyed your talk, Mr. Russell. You're obviously a very clever man, but I think you made one mistake. Russell asked her what the mistake was, and she replies, well, you clearly know a lot about um, the Earth uh, being round and floating in space, but it's actually on the back of a giant turtle. Bertrand Russell responds, well, if there are turtles, uh, if it's giant turtle, what's holding up the turtle? The lady said, uh, yes, very clever, Mr. Russell, but it's turtles all the way down, which I think was like the title to some sort of books at some point in time, wasn't it, Shane? I'm not too sure. Yeah, I think turtles all the way down was. Anyway, I think that's... Uh, yeah, that, that's uh, one of those ones that I've, I've heard before. But thank you uh, so much for that, uh, Adam. We we appreciate your uh, your contribution. He also sent and, and asked, uh, he said, I uh, hope it's not too cold in the great white north. How is the weather here today, Shane? Well, it's quite, it's quite white. Um, we have a lot of new fresh snow that uh, was accompanied with a lot of wind. And uh, mm. yeah, we had our, our, I guess, our second official blizzard of the year. But um, yeah. This one, I think, is sticking around. The, I think uh, the, so. The first blizzard, we had warm temperatures and the snow melted, but uh, I think we're into negatives, uh, negative temperatures until, mm, I don't know, spring, March sometime. Maybe. Something like March, that. April, last, yeah. last year, we did not have a significant string of above zero weather until the first week of May. I know this because I was trying to get our water in out of the cabin and it was still frozen on the 1st of May. We had to wait till the 5th of May um, for things to uh, to get above zero to do mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. that is one thing. I actually bailed the toilet out yesterday. Oh, good for you. Yeah, just so it didn't <laughs> uh, explode when it gets to minus 50 out there. So should be good. That was interesting. They, they didn't put that in the Instagram photos that I had been looking at of people buying uh, little cabins in the woods. All right. Bob sent us um, a little pun and a couple of questions. Do you want to read this? This one's much yeah. shorter, so this yeah. will be an easier time for you. Yeah. yeah. Hi, guys. Hope it's okay to send in more than one pun because here's another uh, 
two JPL scientists are heatedly discussing the timing for the spacecraft's orbital, or, orbital insertion burn. The director walks up and asks, what seems to be the problem, gentlemen? The senior scientist turns to the director and says, please help me out. He doesn't under, or he doesn't seem to grasp the gravity of this situation. So there's, there's a pun entry from Bob. We, we should have had like those horns and yeah, the sound effects. Yeah, yeah. Next time, yeah, the next yeah. time we do this, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do another one in the, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> keep going, keep going. So then Bob says, uh, on something not related, uh, in the last, in the last two podcasts, you mentioned using a neutral density filter on Jupiter. Mm-hmm. I've never used one, but have thought about it many times. Uh, can you recommend the ones you like? Also, have you ever tried a polarizing filter? And if so, what is your opinion of them? I always thought it would be nice uh, to be able to change the degree of filter. So, mm. Well, this is a very polarizing question. Ooh, it could yeah. be. Yeah. Mm. We'll see how polarizing <laughs> it is between us. Um, so I have both filters. Like I have a 25% Lumicon uh, neutral density filter. Yeah. And then I have a variable polarizing filter um, that was made by Antares. And I, I purchased this a long time ago. Um, if I, and this is what I said to Bob when I replied is if I want the best view, I typically will use the fixed, uh, neutral density Lumicon filter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I use that one usually with my hydrogen alpha observing, uh, for solar, mm-hmm. um, the variable polarizing filter. I use that when I want ease. And I find that that one is kind of nice when I'm doing white light solar observing, uh, mm-hmm. just to control that brightness to the level that I want it. And sometimes you want a little more coming through, sometimes a little less. Mm-hmm. And that's where the the variable filter is kind of nice. But what are your thoughts, mm-hmm. Chris? Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I only have the neutral density. I keep meaning to buy one of those uh, variable polarizing ones, but I'm trying to squirrel my money away for another project. Um, yeah, I, I do find like that 25% is uh, a little bit more flexible because I do like the views of Jupiter through it quite a bit. And, uh, and yeah, it's probably one of my more used, uh, used filters for, uh, for looking at Jupiter. I don't find it. I actually originally bought it for using on the moon, but I don't at 25%. I find if the moon is just like around first quarter, I almost prefer the view without it. And then if it's past like any quarter or it's larger than a quarter moon, then I almost want to have like, I, w- I would almost want to have like a, like a 50% reduction instead of just 25. Mm. I hardly notice it, but one sort of fun fact is I, I had some older eyepieces out one day and, uh, and I had the 25%. And so I think the way, the way it works is it, it removes like approximately like 25% of certain wavelengths of light or something like that. Is that how the neutral density works? Like sort of the, it takes that brightness, the sheen yeah. off the moon yeah. kind of it's, thing. It, it's like putting sunglasses on your telescope, essentially. Yeah, kind of. Although I have polarizing sunglasses now and it's Sorry. very different. No worries. No worries. Everything okay over there? Yep. Just dropped my phone. Uh, no worries. So, um, so I was using, I had some really old, old, old eyepieces there that I, I have one that's really old and I put it in a Barlow and and I was switching back and forth between my one of my Pentax eyepieces with the neutral density filter and this older eyepiece. And as I was like going, like doing some lunar observing and it was getting late, I had thought that I had messed up and I had actually put the, uh, the neutral density filter on the older set. But the older eyepiece in the really old Barlow 
was uh, was actually pretty close to what the Pentax was with the neutral density filter on it. Oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> just like the the dust on the eyepiece, and yeah. just like the modern coatings on the Pentax, uh, and not being in a Barlow. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, really gave uh, a significantly brighter view. I will say that. It was very close. It was brighter, but it wasn't, it was closer to what the Pentax was with the neutral. Den. This is just like an anecdotal kind of thing, me just sort of being tired at night too. So people shouldn't take that to the bank. But uh, but yeah, I think it's worthwhile having both. You have both. I should probably have the one with the polarizing filter, uh, variable polarizing. I've wanted to get that for a while. I'll probably get one of those for the moon. And I think that's a better lunar filter. Uh, would you agree? The polarizing variable? Um, yeah, I guess so. Uh, certainly, uh, again, you, you, you can customize it for your preference in terms of how much brightness you want to come through. Um, yeah, definitely work great there. Cool. All right. Mark sent us uh, a note. Uh, Let's see, he, he mentions a couple of things. Do you want, it's a fairly short one again. Do you want to just uh, read this one? Yeah, sure. Uh, hi, Chris and Shane. I know I've already submitted my pun entry, but one popped up into my mind as I was observing tonight. So I had to share just for fun. Uh, when asked how the viewing was the night before, the astronomer replied, it was out of this world. <laughs> there, there's there you go <laughs> nice uh so he goes on to say uh i also wanted to say that i'm surprised how much i've fallen under the moon's seductive powers since having access to an eight inch i have always been fixated on dso's uh fascinated by all the categories of them and love hunting them but since the moon has been around i'm not only viewing her with great pleasure and amazement i'm also being thankful for the abundance of planets up right now uh, the moon has also inspired a little game for a frustrated DSO observer. The how close to full moon will I be able to see M15, 56, and 57 game. It's a wonderful reminder that we take the skies as they are and view the beauty however it's being shown. Uh, clear skies, John. Um, yeah, I love that. Love that statement. Um, you know, I think sometimes we get caught up with full moon, you know, uh, being like being a runer of the sky and you, you don't observe for two weeks a month, but there's still you, you, like, like you said, you can view the moon, the planets, there's double stars. There's so much you can observe every night as long as there's no clouds. Cool. All right. I'll go ahead and read, uh, Mark's, uh, Mark says, hi chaps, uh, loving the return to your full format. And thanks in particular for the Mars observing episode in particular. Um, I'll be referring back to it many times over the next couple months. Uh, I'm sure he says, keep up the good work. I uh, thought I'd uh, at least try an entry for the Sioux French book, although not sure if you'd ship overseas. We would, we have shipped overseas. We have shipped uh, to the exact opposite sides of the earth. I think uh, at this point in time, we, we will ship uh, overseas. If, uh, if somebody is a winner from, uh, from outside of uh, North America, we will do that. Um, I don't gravitate towards puns as a rule, uh, as it's uh, so difficult to crater to all tastes. Uh, I am sure my entry will be eclipsed, uh, but who knows? Maybe there's a constellation prize. Clear skies, Mark. Well, thanks for that, Mark. We appreciate it. All right. We do have a runner-up. Uh, we're going to get to the winner here shortly, but we have a runner-up. Um, Tyler is a, uh, and, and I mean, I hope I'm getting this right, but I believe Tyler's a professor of linguistics and he wrote us something unique and uh, he's been a longtime listener, longtime correspondent. I think, I feel like he wrote us not long after we got 
going, Shane? Am I misremember there? But it's been a while. We've been chatting with Tyler. Yeah, I think anyway. Could be, could be. I I get lost a little bit with all of the emails. There's there's quite a few that we get, but uh, yeah, Yeah. that that could be right. We've been chatting for for a little while anyway. All right, and so Tyler says uh, my contribution is a poem. Do you want me to read the poem? I can read the poem. Yeah, sure. Okay, Uh, twinkle, twinkle, double stars, (laughs) twinkle, twinkle, double star. How I wonder where you are. You are not where you should be. Look here at my chart and see. Twinkle, twinkle, double star, how I wonder where you are. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder where you are. City glow is all I see besides my neighbor's giant tree. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder where you are. Buzzing, buzzing in the trees, mosquitoes swarm like angry bees. They find me and assault my face and nearly steal my eyepiece case. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder where you are. I hear howling, not so far, there between me and the car. Coyotes in the day seem small, but there's but these ones here sound eight feet tall. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder where you are. Where you are, you bleeping star, I'll hunt you down wherever you are. Whoops, my star chart's upside down. Let's try this the other way around. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, now I found you. There you are. All the best, Tyler. So that's pretty good. That's really good. Yeah, I appreciate that a lot. That's awesome. But that was great. So uh, so yeah, we're going to try to get a... Get a uh, maybe a secondary prize that we're just kind of working through. Uh, we're going to place an order to get some more materials in and uh, we'll, we'll be in touch, Tyler. Cause that was, uh, I, I read that. And I was just like, there's a lot of work that went into that. So mm-hmm. we've got to, got to do something that we appreciate all the entries that, uh, that everybody has, uh, has contributed uh, large and small, um, you know, uh, they, they've all been a lot of fun to read. So, so with that, I think we're going to say the, the contest chain, officially it is now over you we're not going to yep. put you through that um again anytime soon i i you know really enjoyed the puns i i i know you enjoyed uh, many of them as well yeah yeah it was fun and you know i i uh kind of kid that i i don't enjoy puns but uh you know i i do appreciate them and uh, appreciate jim donating the book and yeah. definitely uh you know, this is a contest I wouldn't have thought of, and we've had some yep. fun with it. You know, it's got us laughing, and that's always a good thing. That's right. And uh, I guess, you know, sort of on that point, just before we get to our winner here, um, and and it is an important point. We we do this podcast. We do it for the listeners, and in many ways, it is for the listeners, by the listeners. The listeners actually um, pay the bills for the podcast. We, we are, I think we are just about breaking even. I was looking at my numbers last night for my own costs, and I'm like, okay, I think we're just about breaking even. And uh, so we do appreciate uh, the Patreon support. And then as well, um, just with the listener um, emails that we receive from people all over the world um, that we do read uh, typically in about one every other or so uh, podcast. Because if we didn't get those listeners from you, the listeners, um, there probably would only be one podcast a week. Fair fair, fair to say, Shane? Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, we, we would probably run out of motivation or steam, I guess. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so, and, and again, like people do send us lots of kind words and uh, that definitely keeps us uh, going as well. Uh, so the person who won, um, this this person who won, uh, they were sort of the first person who, who uh, sort of made up their own um, sort of creative uh, response. We, we have read it before. We're not going to read it again. Um, and so uh, the winner um, 
they, they explained that they were um, where they were in their observing career as well, which is uh, getting towards the end of the messy objects. And so it just kind of felt right that a person who was getting towards the messy objects get a book that explores um, many non-messy objects. And, uh, and, and they, they were even like giving us updates since they submitted very early as well. So that helps. And they were even giving us updates on their progress towards finishing the messy objects. Um, while while the contest has been, been taking place. So with that, uh, I'll just say one more thing is, is as well. They, they are a brewer of fine ales with astronomical themes and they pick hops, with astronomical references and uh, Shane and I were chatting before we recorded today that uh, there probably isn't a prize for doing that. And we think that there should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Agreed. <laughs> and so, so with that, thanks Andrew for, uh, for your submission and, uh, and for sending along all the, uh, all, all the stuff that you sent us about your ales. And, and he even puts like, um, amateur astronomer photos on the actual beer labels. Um, and that is just so cool. I was just, you know, really taken aback when he sent us, um, that kind of information. I knew one of the people who had taken a photo and, and it was on the beers. And, uh, uh, when I get to Ontario uh, next year, I'm going to go and, and try to get, uh, I'm, I'm even going to try to maybe go down there and buy, I, I, you know, I'm going to try to buy some of the beer just to have. I'm not even going to drink it. I'm just going to have the beer. Maybe bring back some for for Shane to enjoy as well. And uh, just really looking forward to that. So, uh, so thanks so much, Andrew from the Fork River Brewing Company. Um, well, I think we got your address already, so we're going to uh, get you that book out. Now we have a blizzard going on here, and nothing is moving in the city. Everything is closed. The highways, roads, everything's closed here. So um, it may be towards the end of the week before I get that in the mail. So, um, but it may, you know, mail mail is mail in Canada these days. So gotta gotta expect maybe a week or ten days for it to uh, to get into your hands. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. Anything to uh, to add to this, Shane? No, just congrats, Andrew. Uh, thank you for the submission and, and thanks to everybody who sent in uh, puns and poems and, and participated. It was, it was fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're going to look into getting um, some other materials here to give away shortly. We'd like to do a, a giveaway around the holiday season and, uh, and yeah, hopefully within, well, hopefully by December 1st, we'll be, we'll be running another giveaway. Um but we we won't we'll officially announce uh, that and how it will work. We'll we'll let Shane think up the criteria for that. Something tells me it won't be uh, it won't be uh, comically oriented. <laughs> <laughs> you never know; it might good. surprise you. We'll see. Oh, we'll see. I look forward to it. I look yeah. forward to it. Yeah, yeah. We should have done it. We should have. Yeah, we can do. Maybe we'll do a Halloween one next year. Tell us your scary, scariest Ooh, observing yeah. story. Yeah, I like that. That'd be a good. Yeah, yeah, the the the, uh, the actual astronomy spooktacular. All right, anything else to add to to this episode, Shane? No, that's it, Chris. Thanks. Okay. Well, uh, thanks, Andrew, uh, and congratulations, and Tyler as well. Uh, appreciate that that entry. Sort of like 
it, and it kind of bookends well. I think uh, Andrews was one of the first ones we received. It took a while for them to start coming in, but his was among the first set. And then uh, Tyler's was uh, was amongst the sort of last set that uh, that we received. So it's it's a nice bookend there. And uh, we're going to send uh, Andrew out a copy of Sue French's uh, Deep Sky Wonders. And then uh, we're going to get something together for Tyler as well to send out. So uh, thanks again, folks, for sending in your, your puns. Uh, thanks, Shane. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And hey, you know, one thing we were talking about, Shane, is we are right around having about 1,000 downloads per episode. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we're chatting about it. It's getting really close. So um, if you're out there listening, folks, it would be really cool to kind of see that roll over. Um, so maybe uh, if you can, like, we, we'd appreciate if you can share out uh, our podcast um, with your club, uh, tell people to... Uh, to, to sign up for it and, and uh, set it up in their podcatching software, uh, maybe post it to your online forum or, or send it out to the other amateur astronomers uh, in your life. We would really appreciate it. So as always, thanks again for listening. And uh, we're always excited to receive your observing reports to actualastronomy at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Thank you everyone for listening. And we hope you enjoyed the show. If you are interested in more information, would like to contact us, or if you would like to support the podcast, check out our website, actualastronomy.com.